I'm Joshua from Ask the Child Whisperer, and I am here to offer you some parenting help that is real life for real life kids. Whether you have a mellow kid or super spicy, I'm the coach for you. Hello and happy day. I hope that you are having a fulfilling day, an exciting day, maybe an adventurous day. Whatever kind of day you're having, I'm happy to share this space and time with you. I'm talking about that kid. I don't know if you have one of those. Mommy, carry me. Daddy, carry me. Yeah, one of those kids. And here's the thing about how I coach parents. Sometimes your kid might be 18 months, two years, three, four, five, six, seven, or eight. Like I've met kids of all ages who still go somewhere new or somewhere familiar even and their go-to is mommy carry me daddy pick me up what people often do is they attack this you're spoiling her you're spoiling him you're spoiling them put them down they need to be independent they're all over you oh my god how can you stand it they're so heavy you're too big for that none of those phrases are helpful Because you'll hear them a million times and so will your child. And guess what? Your kid is going to hang on to you tighter. They're going to ask you to pick them up earlier. (laughs) And they're going to start to scowl at the people who they know are going to say those very unhelpful statements. What I can tell you is that having a kid request to be held is really specific to how the kid is trying to take in the world. How they're trying to navigate certain situations. And so there are times where there is a kid who's like, no, I'm actually lazy. (laughs) No, I'm not into walking across all this like tall grass. It's kind of pokey, like pick me up and I'll get down once I get to say the play structure or, oh no, I see this big old parking lot. I'm not interested in walking across with you. Like this is a trap. This is a marathon. No, no, no. Daddy on your shoulders, pick me up. Okay, so there are those kids who are exercise averse, we shall say. They're not the hikers or light walkers. That's not their thing. For those kids, if that's where you're falling, for those kids, I say, hey, listen, the mommy tram is not available. So the goal is we're going to walk. You're going to walk. I'm going to walk. We're going to meet at the play structure. If you need to sit down and take a break, I get it. I'll stand next to you, make sure there's no cars. We can stop along the way. That's fine. But the mommy tram isn't available. Hey, the daddy shoulders. Yeah, they're closed for business this time around. So I can offer a hand. I can offer, I can hop alongside you. We can stroll. We can glide. (laughs) Whatever. We can pony it there. Let's gallop over. But the daddy shoulders are unavailable. They're out of commission this time around. So yeah, there's a time and a place for kids who are just lazy, exercise adverse. I get it. We've all been there. Then there's other kids who it's sheer terror. It's sheer terror. Those are the kids who I notice there is their entire body gets stiff or they have the grip of death, right? That hand that is holding on to you that people don't see is a really tight grip and you'll notice the tension increases and decreases when you're getting closer or further from their perceived danger points 
So say you walk toward a bunch of kids and they maybe start looking up at your kid, you sense their arm get tight. The arm that isn't necessarily visible to other people. So a lot of the work I do is not what is the kid saying, it's what what is happening with their body. Do I see tension? Do I sense tension? When is, are they pulling toward you? Are they pulling away from you? All those things give me hints that <clears throat> it's not about being lazy or tired or ugh, it's too far. It's about, oh no, I'm entering the danger zone. So I need to be attached to my safety person because I really don't know what might happen, right? It's 911 in my head. And so <clears throat> being carried has nothing to do with being spoiled. It's, I don't know how to navigate this. This is terrifying to me. So if you have one of those kids, <clears throat> the idea is we have to recognize it for what it is. And I need you to start to notice how soon do they need you to pick them up? That means that's when they are already in overdrive. Is it as soon as you get out of the car? Can you actually walk a little bit closer to the people or the event or the place and then it happens? I need you to start noticing how long do they feel like anchored and comfortable in their skin? When does that start to dissipate? The reason why I need you to notice that is because then you know when you start coaching. It's to know when you start coaching. And a lot of times <clears throat> my belief is Proactive coaching is far more impactful than reactive coaching. So I need you to notice the rhythm, the pattern, the duration, because if we proactively coach, we delay the panic attack that sets in, right? And it is a panic attack. It just doesn't necessarily read as a panic attack. To the usual person, it reads as they're spoiled, they're lazy. I know it as oh, they feel in danger. They don't feel this is going to turn out right or comfortably. So when you start to see like, oh, right. So I can get two steps into the classroom or I can get out of the car and up to the front gate. Then it starts. Then I'm like, okay, so then I know I start coaching in the car before I actually get out. Or I stop before they feel that panic and I walk them through the expectations, right? The expectations are not how well I wanted to, to perform. <clears throat> Listen carefully to this. When you're giving expectations, expectations are not how well you want your kid to perform. Expectations is what we expect may cause them discomfort. Do you see how absolutely different that is? So expectations are not how I want you to act perfectly. It's heads up, this or this may happen. Here is our game plan. It's not we're going to pretend it's not happening. It's heads up, more than likely this might happen. Here is our game plan. That means I share this worry with you. This means I notice this terrifying tidbit with you. That means we are a team together. So you don't need to hug me. You don't need me to hold you the whole time because I'm telling you, I see it. I'm looking out for it. I will help you maneuver it. 
that is your first step at not picking up your kid. The next step is people think I'm not going to hold you. And then they keep working on forcing their kid to like leave their side. That doesn't happen for a little while. We have to coach to get to that point. Like that is our, like, that's the end of the marathon. That's the end of the marathon. We're in mile one. So mile one is I see the danger. I see what you're worried about. I understand your trepidation. I understand your worry. I understand your hope and wishes. I understand those things. So we're in it together. I need you to hold my hand so I can move easily when we need to move. So I'm going to hold your hand so I can move easily when we need to move. So I'm telling them, I'm still going to be attached to you, but it's more efficient to hold hands and stand side by side. It's more efficient. So when they say, but no, and I'd say, I cannot carry you as much anymore. You can say my arm hurts. Well, if you want me to hold you, I can't also walk. So now we're, we're dialing down their preferred their preferred attachment style, we're dialing it down. So if you want me to hold you, I will sit with you, but I cannot walk through space with you. So we need to have something that kind of draws them out, right? A reason to not be with you. If you're carrying them to all their preferred locations, then why wouldn't they want that to keep going? So we have to have a reason for them to want to venture out a little bit or at least be like, oh, fine, I'll hold your hand and do it. Good enough. So we need them to kind of downgrade into good enough. Not my favorite, not my preference, but good enough. I'll take this, right? That is your middle step for kids who need to be held in order to feel safe, right? We're slowly teaching their body. It still felt scary, but you survived with this other support system, right? We're teaching their body, but you survived, you survived. It was still comfortable enough. This is okay. This is a doable downgrade. And so that's why I want you to really think about when you have a kid who's like, hold me, carry me. When does that kid in? Why do they need it? And when do you start proactively coaching? So in the car, it might look like, hey, we're going to go to that playground I'm letting you know in both hands, in one hand, I'm carrying the IKEA bag with the sand toys. In the other hand, I'm going to be carrying the snacks. I won't be available to carry you. So what's your plan? Do you want to walk in front of me? Do you want to walk behind me? Do you want to help me hold the bag? So you're explaining to them why you're unavailable. It's much easier to coach this if there's really a visual reason why you're unavailable. If your hands are free, Trust me, they will go into panic mode. No, you must carry me. Because to them, there's no real reason why you're not carrying them. (coughs) Excuse the cough. So that's the reason to have real, real things that take up your hands. I hope this is helpful. I hope you can think about the why. Why is the request to being carried kind of still lasting? how you can wean it down to a less desire, you know, a little bit downgrade. What I always tell people, you can't keep offering Ritz-Carlton. You have to downgrade them, right? And I know you're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, 
we have to downgrade to Motel 6. I know, it sounds crazy and unusual, but remember, when you downgrade, then you want your kid to upgrade into something new, into some sort of more evolved support system that they would like for you to offer them. That's the goal. So if we downgrade, they will upgrade in a more matured way. Can I talk about it? Can I tell you why I'm worried? I don't, well, mommy, it's really that I'm worried about that or I don't like such and such so much. That is what we're working toward. That your child can identify the discomfort or the thing they can't really navigate well and they can now verbalize it so that we're not guessing the whole time. So remember, whether your child is really young or much older, it's the same system. So if you know anyone who has a clinger, who is breaking your back or making your arm tired and you need really specific things aside from what I just shared, please feel free to reach out. And for those of you wondering, what? We have another podcast here in the free pile. Yeah, it's because I really want to make sure you're understanding how I work, that you're getting something to help change your interactions with your children in a positive way. And for you to see that all of these things are typical. They go hand in hand with early childhood development. So you may not have a kid who wants to be picked up, but you'll probably notice there's something else they do that feels the same as this. And now you have a skill set for how to shift that into a more mature reach out for support and help. Have a great rest of the day. Enjoy your kids and have a great laugh.